0: Welcome to this inspiring message brought to you by Kingsword Media Outreach, a part of Kingsword Ministries International. We hope this teaching inspires you and transforms you into all that God has destined you to be. Please stay tuned for more information about Kingsword Ministries International following this message. May God bless you as you listen. Come with me to 2 Corinthians chapter 5, that should be verse 17. It says, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. All things are passed away, behold, all things have become new. Did I get it right? Yes, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Hallelujah. I want to pick my emphasis in this verse on that phrase or clause. Is it a phrase or a clause? In Christ. Somebody say, In Christ. Hallelujah. Say, In Christ. The Bible says, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. So there is something that happened to you at the point of the new birth. Hallelujah. You came in Christ. Somebody says it this way: you were in Christed. Hallelujah. At the point that you got born again, you were in Christed, meaning you were brought into Christ. The the, the biblical word for it is baptism. You know, when we talk about baptisms, if you read Hebrews 6, when the Paul was going over the doctrines, the elementary foundational principles of the kingdom. Alright, he talks about repentance from dead works, faith towards God. Then he talks about the doctrine of baptisms. And if you read it, particularly in the King James Version, you will find out that the word baptism is in plural, the doctrine of baptisms. Because there are at least three baptisms, you know, that are crucial in the life of a believer. The first one is what we're talking about here. It's called baptism into Christ alright then there is water baptism which is a ceremonial show of what has happened in Christ and then there is baptism in the Holy Ghost alright so that scripture aptly calls it the doctrine of baptisms alright so the baptism into Christ the meaning of the word baptize alright the word baptize doesn't have an English origin it's not an English word alright it's Greek and the meaning of that word is from the Greek word baptizo. it means to immerse it means to submerge okay that's why we emphasize for example that if a person is being water baptized he needs to be immersed into the water because the real meaning of that word baptized is to immerse it means that what happened to you when you got born again is that you were immersed into Christ hallelujah you were brought into the body of Christ you were, Im- you were put inside hallelujah it's just like we have a cup okay imagine that this glass is full of water and i take this sweet all right and i baptize it i put it inside the water it's now submerged in the water in the cup that's what happened to you you were brought into christ somebody say i'm in christ, I'm in christ. hallelujah say I'm in christ. I'm in christ say it again say I'm in, I'm in christ see the biggest reality for the believer is this someone said this is the way it says the best place to be in heaven and on earth is in christ the safest place to be in heaven and on earth is in Christ. As a matter of fact, if you are not in Christ and you get to heaven, they will send you back. That's right. <laughs> you can't make it in heaven if you are not in Christ. And then if you are in Christ, you cannot be denied ticket to, to heaven. Hallelujah. Whoever wants to deny your entrance into heaven is denying Christ's entrance. Because you are in him. Somebody say, I'm in him. I'm in him. Say it again. Say, I am in him. I'm in him. Say, I'm, in, him. I'm, say, I'm in, Christ. Christ. in Christ. Hallelujah. Glory to God. So when we got born again, we were brought into Christ. We were brought into union with Christ. We became a part of his body. That's why the church is called the body of Christ. Because we're all a part of Jesus' body. Hallelujah. Somebody say it again. Say, I'm in Christ. Hallelujah. And so there are heavy implications to our being in Christ. There are serious implications to our being in Christ. And we must understand it. The truth of the matter is, you cannot become all you were born to be if you are not in the right position. If you are not well positioned, hallelujah, or if you are not in the right place, you cannot become all that you were born to be. So you must take your place. Have me tell your neighbor take your place. Hallelujah, Tell your neighbor, take your, place in take your place in Christ. So there is a place reserved for you in Christ Jesus, and there are rights, privileges and responsibilities that come with that place, and you must take it. Let me say it again: There is a place reserved for you in Christ Jesus, and there are rights and privileges and responsibilities that come with that place. And if you're going to maximize your life Then you must maximize that place That God has brought you into Hallelujah Somebody say I'm taking my place place. Talk to your neighbor Tell him I'm taking my place place. Help me ask your neighbor "Are Are you taking yours? Hallelujah So we're talking about taking our place in Christ Taking our place So that we can become all that God has ordained us to be Several prophecies have gone forth Concerning this second half of the year Or concerning the year 2022 our Father in the Lord told us it's a year of recovery. It's a year of Goshen experience. It's a year of all round victories, overwhelming breakthroughs. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. And he has emphasized repeatedly that this second half of the year will be a, a season of recovery, you know, of restoration, you know, of um, massive manifestations or something like that, of multiplication also. And so if we're going to maximize all these things, we must be in the right position. You see, how many people watch football or play football? Either play or watch. Anybody? Play or watch. Or you understand what's in the apple for football. (laughs) You have an idea. You know, if a player is not in the right position, all right, he cannot maximize his skills. Okay? If he's left-footed and he's playing in the right wing, you know, he cannot be at his best. If we are going to be at our best in the expression of the life that God has given us, then we must get in our place. And our place is primarily in Christ. Our place, you see, if you are looking at your place from largely a physical, natural standpoint, you are wrong. As a matter of fact, you cannot define yourself or. You can at best Oh let me put it this way Whatever definition of yourself you give That is not from the standpoint Of who you are in Christ Is either wrong Or incomplete i said say it again At best you can only give an incomplete If not a totally incorrect Estimation of yourself Of your value Of your worth Of your purpose Of your vision Of your agenda Of what you are supposed to be in life you can only do it from the standpoint of who you are in Christ. Hallelujah. So let's look at one or two as much as time will permit. Realities of our in Christ position. Now that we are in Christ. Hallelujah. What does that mean for us? Praise God. Let me run through one or two things. In Christ number 1, we are righteous. In Christ we are righteous. Second Corinthians 5 21, we read verse 17 earlier. It says, God made him to be seen for us who knew no sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. Somebody say, in him, in Christ, I have been made the righteousness of God. The word righteousness is from the Greek word dikaiosune. it actually means right standing. Hallelujah. It means right standing. It means that stance that you have when there is no wrong against you. There's no record of wrong against you. You know the kind of stance that you have if you're driving on the road and you see road safety officials in front of you. And you know that your particulars are complete, your driver's license check, your tires are not expired. What else did they ask for? Somebody help me. Your fire extinguisher is there. Your seat cushion is there. What else? You have a <laughs> What else did they ask? You know, everything this people want to ask for is there. You know, the boldness with which you, you know, approach them. If they tell you, park it, park. Check everything. Check everything you want to do. One day they parked me and they were checking my tires. Well, I said, check, check everything. I'm ready for you people today. <laughs> Praise God forevermore. The flip side to that thing is a mystery, but let's leave it at that. <laughs> Praise God. But I said, check, check. You know, there was nothing to be afraid of. You know, you can both... But if you know that your license just expired, and you see the. You start strategizing. As I said, ah! God, ah, ah. <laughs> <"Has family." laughs> so, the boldness that you lack in that second experience was because you did not have right standing before the Federal Safety Commission. That is, that is right standing. That's righteousness. That stance that you have when you know that. This person is for me. This person has nothing against me. Hallelujah. So in righteousness, God brought us to that place. Hallelujah, that we can stand before Him and not feel like we're lacking in anything. You know, the Bible had said in the book of Isaiah that it is your sins and your lawless deeds that have separated you from God. So what Jesus came, what Jesus did when He came, was that he paid the price for our sin. Romans 3:23 says, what the wages? No, 6:23. He says, "The wages of sin is death. So the payment, you see, the wages of give me road safety offense. The the penalty for for expired driver's license. It used to be four thousand. I I don't know how much it is now because they don't catch me. <laughs> you know. So they'll give you a fine. You go to the bank, you pay the fine, bring the receipt, and then they let you go. You know, at the point where you have paid the fine and you have come with the receipt, they can't stop you anymore because I have met the requirements for this thing. So Jesus showed up and paid the ultimate price for what separated us from God. Hallelujah. The Bible says by one offering, he perfected us forever. One offering. One offering. He offered himself. Hallelujah. And by that singular offering, he perfected us forever. That means it's as though Jesus paid one heavy fine into road safety account. That they cannot catch you anymore. Because you have paid in advance for all the offenses that you can offend. Hallelujah. That's what Jesus did for us. Hallelujah. And so we we have right standing before God. Because of what Jesus did for us. Now, this is it Proverbs 28 and verse 1. He says, The righteous are as bold as a lion. Because of righteousness, we have boldness. We are bo- the, the same way you will be bold before the police officer or anybody that's stopping you when you know that all that you need is in place. In that same way, we are bold. Hallelujah. We are bold. In the face of obstacles. In the face of, you know, all kinds of things. There's a boldness and an assurance that we have. Because we know that, hallelujah, we have a right standing before God. Somebody say, I have a right standing before God. Say, I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Say, this my righteousness is not a function of my actions or inactions. This my righteousness is a function of the finished work of redemption is a function of what jesus did for me on the cross hallelujah that's what makes us righteous it's not that our fire extinguisher everything is there no it's that somebody made a payment for us that covered all of our offenses hallelujah somebody say i'm the righteousness of god in christ jesus so what are the benefits of that number one we talked about a boldness hallelujah the Bible says the eyes of the Lord are over the righteous and his ears are open to their cry that's another thing we have we have an assurance that if we lift our voice in prayer God hears us that's righteousness that's understanding righteousness you know sometimes someone is praying and he's not sure whether God is listening if you are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus God is under obligation to hear you when you cry Listen, God will have to abdicate his throne if he doesn't listen to your prayers. You know, the Bible says he has exalted his word above his name. And He is the one that says, my ears are open to the cry of the righteous. Then he made you righteous. He he can't deny you audience. Do you understand what we're talking about? God will have to tender Jesus an apology for making him suffer all he suffered on the cross. And then when the person showed up, he now said, no, you are denied audience. No. Hallelujah. Somebody said the, the price has been paid. Say we are righteous. We are righteous. Say my prayers are powerful. Prayers are powerful. Say they say my prayers are powerful. Have you ever met somebody whose prayers are powerful? You know, when you meet somebody who ah, these people can pray. Hello? That person's audience before God is not higher than yours. You just haven't used your own. Put your hand on your chest and say, God hears me when I pray. pray. Say, I am God's righteousness. Say, his ears are open open to my prayers. Every time I lift my voice in prayer to God, God. he He hears me. He hears me. Say, he hears me. Hallelujah. Praise God. You know, it's amazing. I heard Kenneth Copeland say something one day. He said, Sometimes he wonders why Christians doubt their prayers. If you tell them, or you say, "God, Waka they won't do it. Why? Uh-uh, how would I tell God? So you believe that He will hear. <laughs> you believe that if you are cursing God, He will hear you. But somehow you doubt that the day you are going to Him with a request, He won't hear. Something must be wrong with us. Someone must have done us something. Yeah. Hallelujah. So somebody say in Christ, in Christ we, are we are righteous. Number two, in Christ we are sons. In Christ we are sons. Hallelujah. We are sons. First John chapter 3 verse 1. It says, behold what manner of love the Father has given unto us that we should be called the sons of God. Next verse, verse 2 says, behold now are we the sons of God. Hallelujah. Because we are in Christ we are now sons of God. Hi and sonship is such a big deal you know somewhere in john chapter five i believe either chapter five or chapter eight jesus in fact in both places jesus was talking and he called god his father and the pharisees and called the picked stones to stone him and he was like "What do i do and they say because you call god your father watch this he said making yourself equal with god you see today when we say we are sons of god even we that we are talking sometimes we don't understand the implications of that statement But the people that did that understood what it means to be a son of God They saw it as an affront They saw it as blasphemy They wanted to stone Jesus Because they understood that a son Shares the life and the nature of his father A son A son's DNA And the father's DNA have a match So if Jesus Is calling God his father What he's saying in essence Is that the same life that the father has Is what I have the same nature that the father has. Listen, I cannot give birth to a child that is a dog. Hello, that is he's walking on. No, 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 no. If I'm a human being, what I will give birth to is a human being. A dog cannot give birth to a cat. The dead dog born cat, run. Something will happen. <laughs> Hallelujah. The day father will born lizard, run. Something will happen because naturally speaking it doesn't happen that way so if you are a son of God that means now God born you if lion they born lion, goat they born goat mumu they born mumu <laughs> who God go born? somebody talk to me who God go born? that's why Jesus said to them said, don't you know that you are gods? we are in the God class in Psalm I think it's Psalm chapter 8 or Psalm chapter 2 the Bible talking about all, Psalm 8 he says, "How excellent is your name in all the earth and all that?" He says, "What is man that you are mindful of him, or the son of man that you visit him?" He says, "You have made him a little lower than the angels." The King James version uses the word angels. The original Hebrew uses the word Elohim. That's the same word we see in Genesis 1:1. In the beginning, Elohim created the heavens and the earth. He says, "You have made him a little lower than God Himself." Hallelujah. Somebody say I'm in the God class, I'm in the God class. Hallelujah yes, God, God has made us In Christ Sons of God Somebody say I'm a, God. I'm a son of God Say it again say I'm a, son of God. I'm a son of God That means I have God's life That means I have God's nature That means I have God's ability That means I have God's capacity That means I resemble God That means I act like God That means I talk like God that means I can expect that the kind of results, the kind of results that God has are the kind of results I will have. Hallelujah. You know, somebody says God's word in your mouth is as powerful as God's word in his own mouth. Because you are his son. You are authorized to stand in his stead. Hallelujah. In the absence of the father, the son steps in. Yesterday I was in my father's house. My father is late. And I found the tenancy agreement to one of his uh, property. And I saw tenant, I saw my elder brother's name And it just dawned on me sonship. That my father cannot be listed On that tenancy agreement Anymore as the landlord Because a dead landlord Cannot sign agreement So my brother is now the one You know, whose name is Appearing there as landlord And rightly so because in the absence of the father, the son steps in. That means wherever God is not, you are there. You know, one time archbishop, the archbishop. You know the archbishop. They said, which is want to come and do? I mean, I've heard that. So which is want to come and do one meeting in this thing? And the witches said, that, even God cannot stop this meeting. Archbishop said, God doesn't need to come. Me, I'm here. This meeting will not hold. Why? Because in the absence of the father, the son steps in. And whatever the father would have done, the son has. The son is authorized. Somebody say I'm a son of God. I'm a son of God. Say I am like God. Say I look like God. Somebody was telling me, I Ah, see, this your son resemble you. He's supposed to. Would have been questioning his mother if he doesn't. <laughs> Hallelujah. So people should be looking at you and say, Ah, you are acting like God. I'm supposed to. Come on, somebody. I'm supposed to. Why are you talking like this? You be God. I am in his class. That's how we talk hallelujah in Christ we are sons that means we share in God's nature hallelujah we are partakers of the divine nature that's why the Bible says it first Peter 2 3 I think hallelujah we are carriers of the divine life the way the God kind of life praise God forevermore so I said in Christ we are righteous in Christ we are sons John 1, 12, to have many as received him, he gave the power to become the sons of God. We have that power now because we are in Christ. Number three, quickly, in Christ we are heirs. Galatians chapter 4 and verse 7. Because we are sons, we are heirs. Heirs. Is the H pronounced or silent? Heirs. H-E-I-R. He says, wherefore thou art no more a servant, but a son. And if a son, then an heir of God through Christ. So, can you see that through Christ? So this is not a place we attain by our own effort. Mm-mm. It's simply because we are in Christ. Somebody say simply because I'm in Christ. Because. Hallelujah. Uh, not they the proud. I am in Christ. Yeah. Hallelujah. Listen. You see, you cannot, you cannot be in an airplane for example. And the plane takes off into the air and you are still on the ground. Hello? It doesn't happen. It cannot happen. So, how did you get into the air? Did you exercise your, what do you call out. flapping skills? No. All you did was get in plane. The moment you got in aeroplane, you elevated. See, the moment you got in Christ, <laughs> you were elevated with him. The Bible says God raised us up together with Christ somebody say I am in Christ. in Christ today we are seated together in heavenly places because we are in Christ you know yes for years reading that scripture and say we are seated together in heavenly places you know in Christ Jesus I used to think God is sitting on his throne Jesus is at the right hand of the father you know that you know and then after Jesus you now see us one by one we will now be sitting you understand? So, people like Smith we go sort. they will first sit down. Catherine Kuhlman, you understand? Others who don't die go. Then, they will not start coming to Pastor Deboe, Bishop Deboe, Dr. K. Then, somewhere far, you can't see me. I go, you're pet somewhere. Look <laughs> who, who I be? Where, where the big shots they sit on me? I said, no, so in my mind, you no, know, I did somewhere far. But, Asha, we shall there, shall all of us say <laughs> Hallelujah. Eh, we are seated at the right hand of the Father because we are in Christ. <laughs> so we are not seated beside Christ. We are seated in Christ. Hallelujah. hallelujah. Right beside him. In fact, Nami decide. So my body they touch the father <laughs> Somebody say hallelujah. hallelujah. Say it again, say I'm in Christ. Hallelujah. So because we are in Christ, we are sons. Because we're in Christ, we are heirs. We read Galatians 4:7, right? Romans 8:17. Same thing that Galatians 4 said. Romans 8:17. It says, and if children then heirs, this scripture or these scriptures are exposing to us some of the implications of sonship. It says, and if sons. Daletians says, if sons, woman says and if children then heirs, in other words if you are a child of God then you are an heir of God who is an heir, someone who has an inheritance hallelujah, we are an heir heirs of God and joint heirs somebody say joint heirs, that's a heavy statement somebody say joint heirs joint heirs with Christ hallelujah, somebody say I'm a joint heir with Christ so I like I like this because it helps me now see what I inherited you know if they tell me uh, Pastor Chase, you and Pastor Joel just inherited you know somebody's fortune you know the first question I'll ask yeah? okay let, let me use another analogy that we can easily if they say me and Pastor Joel have been made co-signatories to a certain account one of the first questions we will ask I trust Pastor Joel, I trust myself how much they inside the account? <laughs> how much so that we know what's waiting there inside this account because they we give you air of account where the person said the whole money <laughs> so how much there is this account that we're talking about let me know the word of my signature now hallelujah so what is in this inheritance? Come with me to Hebrews chapter 1. We are joint heirs with Christ Jesus. That means whatever Christ Jesus inherited, we have also inherited. Hebrews chapter 1. I think it's verse uh, 3. Try verse 3. God who has sundry times and in divers manner speaking in times past to the verse 3. He says who verse 2 it is then. It should be verse 2. It says, has in these last days he spoken to us by his son. Watch the next line. Whom he has appointed heir of Guinea. Okay. I can't hear you this morning, Kingsworth Porter Court. Heir of what? Okay. Somebody give me synonyms for the word all. Everything. Another synonym. Come on, come on. Make your English teacher proud. <laughs> Come on, somebody, talk to me, help me, because he, 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 he never, he never said to Entire. Every. All. Totality. The whole. He says. <laughs> I didn't get that, but as well. He says, He has made Jesus, appointed Jesus, heir of all things. He see, The challenge is sometimes we don't do our spiritual, scriptural integration when you bring this scripture integrate it with this other scripture and come out with good understanding the other scripture Romans eight seventeen that we just read it says God made us joint heirs with Christ and Hebrews 1 2 is telling us that what Jesus has been appointed the heir of all things that means what is in the jurisdiction of our inheritance is everything somebody say all things, all things. say it again say all things all have you read your Second Corinthians three twenty one before? What does he say there? He says, "All things are yours." Hallelujah! All things are yours because all things Jesus is the heir of all things, and we are joint heirs with Him. Somebody say, "All things are mine." Say it this way: Say, "I own the world." Say it with an attitude. Come on, child. Say it with an attitude. Say, "I." You know, there is a way. You know, cool down. There is a way. Somebody will say. Now me get everything for this world You say I see the talk and you go they laugh <laughs> Even the person who heard the talk and said In the laugh I see the talk Because you know this is unbelievable So if you are going to say this statement You have to say it with an attitude And an arrogance Hallelujah That shows that you actually own the world Are you ready? Yes, sir. Oh, yeah, say it one more time Say I own the world, I own the world. Put some swag I own the world put one in your pocket if you can say I own the world, I own the world. so you can say all things, are mine. all things are mine see eh when you begin to live in the reality of these truths the day there is not even five naira in your pocket it won't affect your emotions see the day you don't have money in your pocket and you are sad There is a truth that you have not grasped. That means you are more in terms with your natural reality than your spiritual heritage. And you need to flip that coin. That also means the day there is one million in your account, in fact, cash inside your hand, and you are feeling, you know, there is the boldness that comes when there is money in your hand. You just say like, who are you to talk to me anyhow? This is your car. You hit my car. I'll buy this your car and throw it away. (laughs) <laughs> causing that? there was one day they sent, I think it was 35,000 I can't remember, this was years ago or 35 or something like that as I saw the alert like this I just wanted to, in a current I wanted to enter one cab the cab driver did anyhow I just like, with this, i don't buy this your motor <laughs> and I thought to myself how much did you 135? 13,500 and but one, you're not know that bold I get money, I can't do anything <laughs> Hallelujah so the next time that boldness comes inside of you because of what you have or because of the phone call that somebody made or the promise that somebody made or one contract that you just signed, remind yourself that this is not what defines me, whether this was there or not, I am who God says I am Hallelujah, that all my needs are met Whether there was money in an account or not yeah. Hallelujah yeah. Praise God Somebody say I'm an heir. Say I'm, heir say I'm a joint heir with Christ heir. Say all things, all things are mine Now say it again Say I own, the world. I own the world In Christ we are heirs And I need to begin to wrap it up Number 4, in Christ we are victors 1 John 5 4 it says whatsoever is born of God Overcomes the world Somebody say, I'm born of God. Say, now God born me. I am an overcomer. Whatsoever is born of God overcomes the world. Overcomes the world. It did not say, whatsoever is born of God should overcome the world. It said, whatsoever is born of God overcomes the world. Hallelujah. Somebody say, I overcome the world. Say, I'm an overcomer. I'm a victor. I'm a champion. Say, my name might not be victor. But I am a victor my name might not be Victoria but I have victory I might not be attending triumphant assembly but I'm triumphant in Christ Jesus this may not be winner's chapel but I'm a winner you know our brothers in winner's chapel you know they have something to do they just say are you a winner meaning are you a member of winner's chapel so what what did they expect me to I'm not a member of winner's chapel but I'm a winner you cannot claim monopoly to this thing. All of us are in Christ. Hallelujah. I'm a winner just to attend your own church. <laughs> Somebody shout, I'm a winner. I'm a champion. I'm a victor. First Corinthians 15, 57. It says, now thanks be unto God who gives us the victory. That means he handed it to us. He obtained the victory and he handed it to us. So we are victorious before fighting our first battle somebody say what it means to be more than a conqueror is let's say you are the wife of a heavyweight boxer be what's the name of that? Alright, so the, the boxer goes into the ring, fights, collects some punches, wins, carries the belt and carries the prize. He is a conqueror. But he goes home and hands over the money to his wife. She is more than a conqueror. <laughs> So Jesus went into the ring. He fought the battle. He overcame. He is a conqueror. But he handed it to me. I am more than a conqueror. Somebody scream. Hallelujah. We are more than conquerors. Because we are in Christ Jesus. Second Corinthians 2.14 says the same thing. It says now thanks be unto God who always causes us to triumph in Christ Jesus. Somebody say, I always win. I always win. Say, I always win. I always win. Say, it is, in my to win. it is in my nature to win. Say, it is natural for me to win. See, tell him, if I have not won, the match has not ended. No ended. The battle is not over until I win. Yeah. You know, sometimes you're in a football match And it's looking like, ah, they don't win these people. They are already four goals down, two minutes in the end of the match. People are already leaving the stadium. Listen, if I have not won, that match is not over. Somebody say, I'm a winner. I'm a a victor. Listen, as you're saying it, you might be remembering something that you failed at. But God is telling you through that, that hey, you have not failed. Hallelujah. It's not over. To him that is joined to the living, there is life, there is hope. As long as you are still alive, that battle is still raging. Somebody say, I'm a winner. I'm a champion. I'm a victor. I'm an overcomer. Because I'm in Christ. Lastly, number five, in Christ, we are rulers. We are rulers. The Bible says, Revelation 1:6. It says, he has made us kings and priests unto our God. Somebody say, I'm a king. Say, I'm a priest. Glory to God. He has made us kings and priests unto our God. Revelation chapter 5 and verse 10 says the same thing in effect. And has made us unto our God kings and priests, and we shall what? Rain. Come and talk to me. And we shall? Rain. Say it again. And we shall reign on the earth. Somebody say, I'm a king. I'm a king. Say, I'm reigning. I'm, I'm ruling. Somebody say, I rule the world. Say, I'm a reigning king. king. Hallelujah. That's what God has made us in Christ Jesus. Romans chapter 5 and verse 17. It says, they which receive abundance of grace and of the gift of righteousness, they will reign in life. Somebody say, I'm reigning in life. I'm I'm ruling in life. Glory to God. Philippians chapter 2. Talking about Jesus, he says, "Wherefore God has highly exalted him and given him a name that is above every other name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow, of things in heaven, of things on earth, and things underneath the earth, and every tongue should confess that Jesus is Lord to the glory of God the Father." That name that God gave Jesus, you have been given the right to use that name. When Peter and John got to the beautiful gate in Acts chapter three, they met that be- be- I almost say beautiful man. They met that crippled man. The guy looked on them, said, ah, "Give me arms." peter said silver and gold have i not but such as i have do you know there is a way to have silver and gold he said in the same way that a person can have silver and gold i don't have that one but there's something that i have he said at the name of jesus kaya let me tell you no, you have that name you are authorized to use that name He said, you see if i have silver and gold it means i can spend it when i like and i can keep it if i don't like so when he says such as I have, he's saying the authority in the name of Jesus, I have the right to dispense it. I have the right to use it when I like. And I'm saying to you rise up and walk. Somebody say we have, we have authority. In Christ Jesus. We are rulers. Hallelujah. We are rulers. That's why we are not timid. That's why we are not scared. We are put on this earth to rule and to reign because we are in Christ. Somebody say in Christ. I am righteous. In Christ. I am a son. In Christ, I am an heir. In Christ, I am a victor. In Christ, I am a ruler. Stand to your feet. Let me close. Stand to your feet. Let me close. Now, this is our reality as individuals in Christ Jesus. But God is saying to Kingswood International Church Port Harcourt this morning He's saying take your place Take your place in the city Take your place as the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus Hallelujah. Hallelujah As the one that knows I'm not talking as individuals now As a church As a church that understands That they have right standing before God that when we call on God he will answer us God is saying take your place and begin to speak and begin to call to me concerning your city begin to call to me concerning the work that I've sent you to do and fully expect that I will answer Elijah got on that mountain and said the God that answers by fire expecting that God will show up in fact he added more water to the sacrifice and God did not disappoint God is saying to Kingswood International Church Port Harcourt I almost said to go <laughs> Hallelujah He says take your place as the righteousness As one that has audience Before me As a church that knows that God is behind us He says take your place as sons Take your place as a church That knows that we have rights And privileges In God's house Take your place Take your place as heirs as a church that knows that all the resources on the face of the earth are available for you and for the work God is saying to this church take your place take your place as sons. take your place as heirs he's saying take your place as victors as a winning church as a victorious assembly take your place in this city take your place as rulers ha 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 take your place as a church that has authority a church that is authorized to speak on behalf of of, of the Lord the Bible says out of Zion shall go forth the law that's a powerful scripture out of Zion shall go forth the law and Zion represents the body of Christ Zion represents the church God is saying to king's word Potakar begin to speak concerning your city to declare and decree concerning your community, he says, out of Zion, out of this church will go forth the law. That whatever you decree will be law. Because I'm backing you up. Because I'm backing you up. My closing scripture, Joshua 6:16. 6, closing scripture, Joshua 6:16. 6, We're going to practice this as I step down. Joshua chapter 6 and verse 16. Put it up for me. God told Joshua and the children of Israel, march around Jericho seven times. And seven times on the seventh day. He says, and it came to pass, at the seventh time, when the priests blew with the trumpets, Joshua said unto the people, Shout! For the Lord has given you the city. God told me to announce to Kingsworth International Church, for God said, Shout! For the Lord has given you the city. Shout! For the Lord has given you the city. Shout! 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 The preceding message was brought to you by Kingsword Ministries International. For information about Kingsword Ministries, visit us at kingsword.org. For information and additional resources. Thank you for listening to this message. And remember, where the word of a king is, there's power.